we are bike. Welcome to another episode of the Ace of Spades Dynasty League Pod. Turn that shit up, man. Y'all know who the fuck it is, man. It's the host with the most. Cam, aka the Dynasty Demigod. AKA the Ace of Spades, Thanos. AKA the nigga with four of them things. AKA Mr. You fuck with me? You fucking with the best? Follow me on Twitter at Cam's Not Sober. And I'm joined by a peculiar duo. My guy, good friend of the show, Chris, aka Shitty Girls ENT CEO, aka the 2013 ESPN redraft champion. Chris, what's good? What's up, bro? What's up? I feel like you should put the ESPN champion in front of she- Shitty Girls, though. I feel like you got it backwards. Hey, man. Hey, motherfuckers with weak ass credentials can't come on and beg and choose, <laughs> bro. You take what the fuck we give you, bro. <laughs> What's good, bro? It's been a minute since we hopped on the mic to do an Ace of Space podcast, so I'm happy to be here and talk some preseason and cut day and shit, bro. We're eight days, nine days away from the season, I think. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, we got football back, real football, even though I'm not going to lie to you. I was watching all those preseason games. Happy just to be watching football. Me too, bro. We didn't have the preseason last year, so it was really exciting to get the um, – the games in this year, especially getting an opportunity to see some of the rookies firsthand. So without further ado, let's start like we always do with some NFL news and notes, and we'll kick it off with some preseason discussion. And, you know, let's talk about some uh, post-preseason cuts. So the biggest news item that I came across for today, and I think we'll lead off with this, and you can tell me if you have anything uh, after this pressing that you want to talk about off top. Cam Newton was released uh, we got that notification early this morning. Mac Jones is going to be the starter. What did you think about this news when it dropped? Man, like it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, just because, like two weeks ago, Cam Newton had a really good preseason showing, and then he missed that week because of the whole COVID thing. And then Mac Jones just took full effect of that, took advantage of it, man. And then I didn't, and then they just cut him. So I don't know if it was because he told Bill he wouldn't be a backup or what. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't see this coming at all, man. Yeah, I think it was I, – I didn't see it coming either, for, for one. But I think it was easier to deduce or more understandable after the COVID incident, you know? I think that kind of opened the door for Mac, first and foremost, to give him more preseason reps, and then he played well. So it just made the decision easier for Belichick. But I think out of all the preseason rookies, like maybe with the exception of – actually, not all of them, because I think – Easier for Trey Lance and Zach Wilson because they have nobody behind them to compete, you know, reasonably for the roles. But Mac Jones is probably like the most pro ready. And you already have to install like a different type of offense with Cam. So maybe this was more of a combination of things like rip the bandaid off, get Mac Jones in there and install the offense for him. He's already playing well enough in the preseason. You trust him to run the offense at a high level. Cam Newton is, you know, he's a stopgap bridge quarterback. So if you feel like the rookie's ready, just play him. And um, I think Bill Belichick really loves Cam. I think he really respects Cam. And I think the release was more so 
and understanding between the two men as opposed to like, you know, them shitting on Cam and dropping him. You know what I mean? Just giving him an opportunity to earn some playing time somewhere else as a starter. Oh, yeah, no, I 100% believe that. I just wish it was two weeks earlier so he could have went to somebody camp and had like a, a real yeah. shot. I feel like now um, it's going to be if someone goes down, they'll bring Cam in. Because um, imagine if it would have been a, a three quarterback chase for the Broncos if Cameron went there he could have yeah. been a fast starting job um, New York they could have brought him in the Giants just to kind of light a fire because they were just playing ass yeah. so you know I, I kind of wish it was earlier but uh, hopefully I don't want nobody to get hurt but hopefully Cam does get another shot man uh, I think it's almost it's almost towards the end of the road for him man for sure for sure he's almost off the you know bringing it back to fantasy football he's almost off the dynasty radar completely I think like you said you said two things that stuck that stuck out to me that I agree with both you know you, you talked about Bill Belichick not releasing him two weeks ago, but like you said earlier, he was playing well two weeks ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And this was pre-COVID, so, I mean, he had the job. You know, Bill Belichick was like, he's a starter. And then, you know, it opens the door for Mac to get more reps. Bill Belichick, he's been transparent about the whole thing. You know, a beat reporter asked him, he was like, hey, does this open up an opportunity for Mac Jones? This is like 10 days ago. He's like, yeah, it does. I mean, he didn't keep, he didn't, he, he didn't keep anything close to the vest. He was pretty outspoken about it. But anyway... That's like three minutes on Cam. We wish Cam the best. We're big fans of Cam over here. But, um, yeah, in terms of dynasty and fantasy implications, uh, going back to the Patriots, I guess, I don't know. Mac Jones is not a very exciting fantasy option to me. Like, he doesn't have um, a high rushing floor or ceiling. Uh, he's a better passer than Cam, obviously. At, at Even, uh, you know, in Cam's prime, he wasn't like a prolific passer. He didn't support a lot of top-end wide receivers. I'm not sure Mac will either, but I think those pass catchers get a bigger boost with him than they did with Cam. But is there anybody in particular on this Patriots offense that you're more excited about now that Mac Jones is a starter? Well, I, I always say rookie quarterbacks like going to tight ends. We have good tight ends. So, you know, John and Hunter Henry, to me, they get a little, a little boost, man. Um, but like you said, I, it's when it, their receivers, they're not really the best, even though they brought some people onto me. So I'm not really super high. I'm a, I forget the one name. I don't even want to call him Meyer. But, Jacoby Myers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's going to eat up some targets, man. I feel like he, sure. he's probably – he's going to be relevant. Um, Nikhil Harry's gone for a while. I think that hurt him the most. I hate that he got hurt too. Um, yeah, but, yeah, no, I think the tight ends, and I think Meyer's going to eat. Yeah, Nikhil seemed to be, to be playing well. I don't know if they were just hyping him, like, just to gas him, like, to blow smoke for, like, trademark or whatever. But, I don't know, the, the clips I saw, he seemed to be, like – playing well and doing some things in terms of separation that he wasn't doing in years past. So uh, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not really too excited about um, the Patriots offense as a whole. Maybe Damian Harris gets a boost because he's not getting bullshit at the goal line by Cam in terms of touchdowns. Um, Jacoby Myers just screams like 950 yard, five touchdowns. I mean, you know, Nelson, like these guys aren't very exciting, you know. Um, I do like Janu a lot. Like they paid him a lot of money. I know they paid Hunter Henry a lot of money too. Like I think he could be an option as well. I think both of those – tight ends could be serviceable. Um, so I am kind of interested in the tight ends because they're like hella cheap. Like they cannibalize each other in the trademark and now they're just going for dirt. So I do like them as options. I think they can be productive. It's just going to be interesting to see what this offense looks like, uh, looks like as a whole. Anyway, enough Patriots talk. Is there anything else regarding preseason takeaways or cut day that you wanted to get into before we go down this list? Royce Freeman is still on the Broncos. I just knew they were going to cut him. That's kind of, to me, that's kind of crazy. I don't know if he did something. They just hate him. They're like, we're not going to let you go anywhere. But he's still there. To me, that's insane. 
I think it's kind of weird too. He was a third round pick. They've never really given him an opportunity to play. I mean, what? Just they just they mm-hmm. hold him hostage as the depth back. Let him go. This is I'm the last year. This is the last year of his deal, right? This is what because him and Ronald Jones were in the same class. This is year four. I'm surprised the they didn't try to pitch him to the, the Rams when Akers went down. Who do try you, to give him that way too? You you, you think? But I, I think Sony Michelle's better than Royce Freeman. Though. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think either of them are particularly good at this stage of their career. But I think yeah, I think Sony's better. I think he's more versatile. I, I think Sony can actually catch passes, even though he didn't do a lot of that in New England. But yeah, I'm with you. That's just kind of a weird one. He's he he made the 53 man roster for the fourth year in a row, and they they don't play him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, I know uh, Travis Fulgham got cut. Yeah, rest, was, rest in peace, Fulgham, man. He uh, he had his little time. And then uh, Sean Perriman from the Lions. Yeah, Perriman. That was weird because they were basically, they were only, it, he was like a $2 million cap. Like, he, they were paying him nothing. Like yeah. And they have no receivers but Tyrell Williams, you know, Monterey St. Brown, those guys, Quintus Cephas. Like, if you couldn't beat those guys out, on a team that's devoid of pass catches and, and they were only paying you $2 million, like, he's probably yeah. done. That's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And also, the Devontae Freeman. The yeah. Saints. Yeah. Troy Jones Jr. is supposedly the, the, the I can't say locked in number two, but that's what Sean Payton said. I mean, Sean Payton's pretty transparent. Um, but they kept, uh, and I don't know if this is a depth thing, but they kept, um, what's his name? The shitty dude? Uh, <laughs> Murray? Oh, yeah. What the um, fuck is his name? He said the shitty dude. L something? Um, what the? Bro, I cannot think of this dude's name. We're stopping the whole pot. Latavius. That's yeah, his name. There we go. I wanted to say Lamarcus for some reason. Yeah, Latavius Murray. That's his name. That dude's. That dude sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's a surprise that they kept him, but it could be like a depth RB thing. I saw Antonio Antonio Gandy Golden got released. Um, John Brown requested a release and got it. And Colin Johnson, who was supposed to be like locked in as the Jaguars wide receiver four, he was released. And I thought that was kind of weird because he flashed and made some plays last year and in camp this year. So that was kind of surprising. I'm interested to see if he'll clear waivers. Maybe like the Chiefs or something will pick him up. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, nothing nothing really too notable on, on, on cut day outside of the Cam Newton thing. I think that was the big shocker. On the NFL trade market, we had Chris Herndon. Traded, he was buried on the Jets, and then somehow they got the Vikings to send them like a fourth and a sixth round pick for him. So that was that was kind of crazy. And now that they've acquired him, it makes me think that Irv Smith is going to be out for quite some time. He's dealing with a meniscus injury. I think he just had surgery, and he's out at least a month. But then somebody came out with a six to eight month time tip. So they're like all over the place with his injury designation. Uh, more injury news. Trey Lance, your quarterback of the future, is going to miss a week with a chip in his finger. Apparently, uh, I saw the play he got um, on his follow through for one of the passes he threw. And this dude, he, he throws absolute rockets. So I know this probably hurt. Uh, on one of the follow throughs on the pass he threw, he hit um, a defender's helmet. And uh, they say he chipped a bone in his finger. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that sucks. You know, with, that's the only bad thing about preseason. Like, you. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yeah. Um, so seeing that and that took but what what's good about that though, um, they got the week off, like not like there's no game this week. Um, 
before the season started. Yeah. So, you know, you get that time to rest. Um, but he wasn't – they weren't going to start him either the first week, so – no, no, no wait, let's talk about because we got time. We're not talking about anything. We're just going to talk some Ace of Spades stuff after the NFL stuff. So we should be able to wrap this up in like 30 minutes, like for real, for real. But um, let's talk about the – we talked about Mac Jones. He's going to start for the Patriots. And then Zach Wilson is obviously going to start for the Jets. There's nobody behind him. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick. Obviously, he's going to start for the Jaguars. They traded Gardner Minshew away to the Eagles for a sixth-round pick. Trey Lance and Justin Fields, we'll start with Lance because we're talking about his injury. This, and you have Jimmy G and you have Trey Lance as well, so, you know, this question, I'll ask you this question. Are they going to do a Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, like, quarterback combination? Like, where Garoppolo leads him down the field and Trey Lance does some read option shit to get him to score, and then, like, neither one of these motherfuckers are going to be usable for fantasy football in 2021? I hope not. <laughs> Yo, that would be I, that's, terrible. That's what it's like. I watch, you know, I'm not an NFL scout. Like, I'm not an expert. But I watch Trey Lance. He doesn't seem ready. Um, and just like I watch, you know, I watch, you know, every Bears snap. And I watch Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. I love his his, his ability. I think he, he can do some special things uh, with the football in his hand. But I, I don't think he's ready. You know, everybody in Chicago, like, you know, I'm, I'm in the minority. Like, I want Justin Fields to sit a little while because – I want him to have a really good grasp of the offense before he goes out there, and I want him to get quality reps with the starters before he plays. But with these two guys, and we'll start with Lance, um, with the San Francisco situation in particular, I don't know when Lance starts, bro, because I, I, I mean, I don't think he's ready to start. I think he obviously could go out there and play, but he doesn't seem to have a really good command of the offense yet. Um, he doesn't seem to, and I don't know if this is because he's he's not playing you know, quality snaps with the starters yet, but he doesn't seem to know where to go with the ball in every scenario. And he's a rookie quarterback, so this is to be expected. But Jimmy Garoppolo is somebody who's played in the system for multiple years. The thing is, Trey Lance is going to get on the field. But if Trey Lance is going to play, but he's not going to start, it just nukes the the fantasy value of both of these guys. So yeah, it, it, it crushes them. Yeah, so I, I think Lance gets on the field sooner than later. But I think it's going to be a little closer to later. Uh, than what we expected at the beginning of the season. It, it, I always think rookies. I think the best thing for him, honestly, is to sit a first year, unless you waste a, uh, that first pick, like on Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's been ready since high school. Everybody saw, um, <laughs> but it doesn't hurt for like a, a rookie quarterback to sit down because starting him can do way more harm than good. Starting really like I always thought the Patriots was going to have Cam, but they were going next year was going to be Mac Jones' year, um, and that could be honestly what's going on with the 49ers. Only thing happens is. When the team starts losing, the fans start asking for the for the new thing. They want it. Um, and then that's when you throw them in maybe a little bit too early, and it's a problem. So if they're losing, I can see by week four or five, Trey Lance is, is starting. Yeah, that's the thing. I think they have one of the easier schedules, I want to say. Don't quote me on that, but – um, I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo can actually win, you know, quite a few games. That roster is loaded, you know, and he's he's won games throughout his career. Like he's been a winning quarterback. So I don't know. I'm starting to get nervous. The only reason I brought that up really is is because like you obviously have him, uh, both of those QBs in this league. But me and Buck have Lance and Garoppolo in a hundred dollar redraft league, and I'm worried about these dudes because if it's going to be like a Drew Brees Taysom situation, like neither one of them are going to be startable. Um, That's going to be ugly. Yeah, for you it doesn't matter too much because you're not like. In that, like you're not you're not necessarily trying to compete this year, but I just thought about that. Uh, Fields, um, 
Yeah, I don't care if Fields starts or not. Like, um, if he starts, like that's great. I know he's better than Andy Dalton, but um, uh, we start against the Rams and Aaron Donald, so I'm not in a rush to get Fields on the field for Week One. But I think Fields is going to end up starting before Trey Lance because Andy Dalton isn't as good as Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Bears have a much tougher schedule. So I think Fields is going to be forced to play over Lance is forced to play. Any final thoughts on the rookie QB situations? No. No, I, I'm with you. And I don't think uh, any darker hope feels off that long, man. I think he's going to play, like I said, sooner than later in Trey Lance because Jimmy G is a, is a more serviceable quarterback, man. And he's been in offense for a lot longer than Andy Dalton's been in that Bears offense. So um, I can too have it. But if Andy Dalton is is decent, I still don't yet. No, I see I see Phil starting early. Fields is going to start sooner than later. I just wish yeah. Jimmy I just wish Jimmy Garoppolo would get out of the way. He's just so bad for fantasy. And he's so boring, like, as an NFL QB. But he's, like, you know, he's good enough to run the offense, and he knows it well. I just, I just, I just. Ha! <laughs> That's what I think about Jimmy G. Um, anyway, let's get into some Ace of Spades discussion. Actually, real quick on the on the other rookie QBs. Any any comments about Trevor Lawrence or, or Zach Wilson? I think both of those guys look pretty good in their uh, second and third preseason exhibition games i'm honestly a little i'm excited about zach wilson like watching him play like i am kind of i think i think he's gonna do good and i'm like kind of surprised by it um because i feel like he probably has the weakest supporting cast all the rookie quarterbacks um yeah. but um what have we been seeing in camp and some of the throws we're making like it's it'd be good to watch i just hope they don't ruin them like he don't see ghosts like Sam Darnold was seeing, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't worry about that too much with with Zach Wilson because like that scheme is like really QB friendly. You know, it's a whole new regime, right? That's the they're gonna be running that Kyle Shanahan, um, uh, West Coast offense, like that, like every that bootleg off the wide zone, like action type shit. Like it's real, like pretty easy reads for QBs in that scheme. Like, dude has an absolute, like, he has a cannon, bro. Like, he has a huge arm. Uh, so I've been excited to see the throws. I try not to read too much into it, like, preseason, because, like, all the offenses and defenses are pretty vanilla. So we yeah, haven't really, show anything. Yeah, we, we haven't seen these rookies have to read no real coverages, you know? So yeah, that is true. So it's going to be, it's like, I've, I've, been, I've been, like, tempering ex- expectations. That's why, like, even with Fields, like, you know, a lot of Bears fans, we get excited. Like, we see Fields get out of the pocket and, like, you know, make a nice pass on the run, but like he, none of these dudes are being forced to read any exotic defenses. So I'm just kind of tempering expectations. Like I want, the, I want to see the new like shiny rookies play, but at the same time, like I understand them sitting, especially if they have a better option ahead of them. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, let's get into some Ace of Spades news and notes, bro. How you been feeling about the league past few weeks? It's been kind of quiet, man. Yeah, it's. It's been super, super quiet. But, you know, we got a lot of our uh, league mates are in multiple leagues. So in leagues, we draft super early, man. So I know other leagues are yeah. probably starting to draft round now. So I'm pretty sure they were just getting all into it, getting their draft stuff done. I expect when the season start back up, I expect this league to pick back up ASAP. Yeah, I pulled a lot of – I pulled half the league out to do another dynasty startup. So I know we were out for like a week. This is like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But it's been quiet, like, trade market, too, wise. Like, I'll go through these trades real quick because we didn't get an opportunity to talk about them. But, shit, what do we have? Um, since August, we've had, like, 
four or five trades go through. Um, hey, shout out to you, bro. You actually you were making a lot of moves like towards the end of July, early August. I see your trade between um you and Kurt here. And then Kurt made another trade. We didn't talk about Kurt's trade Kurt's trades. Kurt got like really trade happy. One day he made the trade with you to get Henderson. Now Henderson is in like some type of one A one B committee with Sonny Michelle. Sony. Yeah. And then um he sent the first round pick from Matt Ryan and he has, you know, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. I didn't really like that trade just because like you pay up a first round pick to get a third QB that you're like gonna play once or twice a year. So that was kind of rich for Matt Ryan for me. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about those trades now. But he also went and got Najee Harris, I want to say, the same day, where he sent Devontae Adams, Boyd, in a third for Najee Harris in a second. And I think that, I think, you know, I understand what Kurt's trying to do with that trade. So, like, that trade's fine. I think Najee's going to hold value for a few years. And Devontae Adams, his future's kind of uncertain after this year. But, um, yeah, he made a lot of trades. And then we have the trade between... You and Rio, I thought this was a really good trade where you sent Zeke and you got Javante Williams in a second round pick. You know, what are your personal thoughts about the trade that you made? Are you still happy with it? Yeah, I wish Rio would have gave me it first, but uh, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm just looking at long run, like I said, yeah, hopefully Javante, he pans out um, next year. Hopefully that's his team. Honestly, even this year, man, I, I when in preseason, people were missing. He was making people miss. So... If that goes into the season, he can just take the rings, the the reins away from uh, Melvin Gordon. That'd be awesome. And he start by the end of the season. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be dope if he could take the reins from Melvin Gordon. I don't know. Melvin Gordon was featured in their last preseason game. He looked pretty good. So, like, I know, you know, Melvin Gordon, this is his last year there. And they traded up to get Javante. So, like, they're going to use, like, they're going to use this motherfucker. And, like, next year it's going to be his backfield for sure. I just don't know how quickly he's going to move Melvin Gordon out the way. We do this every year with, like, rookie running backs. We expect him to take the reins and lead the backfield. It doesn't always happen. And it rarely ever happens as quickly as we want it to. But in terms of the trade, like, I love that trade for you. I, I didn't really understand why Rio wanted to go get Zeke. I mean, obviously we expect Zeke to outperform Javante this year. But, I mean, after this year, like, I don't really know. And Rio was in more of a, a rebuild. He's still in a rebuild. So, he went in and got the 26-year-old RB and gave up, you know, essentially his first-round pick from this year and a future second-round pick. So, I don't know. I really do like that trade for you a lot. Um, and then the trade between V's and Justin. Justin sent Robbie Anderson a first and a third-round pick for Jerry Judy. I think this trade was good for both sides. I liked Justin's side a lot just because those first-round picks in 22 are going to get pushed back quite a bit. So, that's probably like a late yeah. first-round pick. So, he got a late. he sent a late first a third, which is whatever, a twenty twenty three third at that, and then Robbie. Yeah. Even though Robbie, Robbie a, oh, go ahead. I think I'm gonna say we, and we're, I'm pretty, we're, we're all high on Judy, man. I think yeah. everybody likes Judy potential, man. Um, so it'd be amazing to see what he does this year. So you know, Justin, to me, Justin got he got the best player in this. So I feel like yeah, yeah, for sure, a good trade for Justin, for sure, for sure. But you know, best best asset for sure. But I, I think V's side is good too. Like V's has a bunch of first round picks in twenty twenty two. It's auction now, so he's just adding to. <laughs> You know, his auction dollars. So he'll be able to bid, you know, you know, realistically, he could probably come away with the top two players in the entire draft, which is which is a huge deal. Yeah. So I like to trade for both sides just based on what these guys are doing. Interesting nugget about Judy. You know, I think it's clear just based on what we saw, at least from preseason deployment. Cortland Sutton is that he's the alpha on that team. He's the number one. And then on some two wide receiver sets, it was Sutton and Tim Patrick. 
not Sutton and Jerry Judy. So it's gonna oh. be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see if they alternate Judy and Tim Patrick, and Judy's just gonna be, you know, he, he's like the third receiver if, he, if he's gonna play primarily in the slot. So I thought that was pretty interesting because if you got like a big slot wide receiver, you want him to be like more Chris Godwin, where Chris Godwin plays, you know, every time they're in eleven personnel, but also when they run too wide, Chris Godwin's on the field, you know. He's out, yeah, he's out so, there. So he's the, eggs. so he's the number two receiver, but you know he he also plays in the slot. You know you want it to be like a Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin deployment, not a fucking um uh, what's that dude's name? Cooper Cup. You don't want it to be a Cooper Cup deployment where he only plays in you know three in the slot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that was pretty interesting. And then last another trade with V's. V's been pretty active since he's been in the league. He don't have a lot to work with, but he's been moving. Um, he traded Robbie Anderson, who he just recently required in the Judy trade. Recently required, recently acquired in the Judy trade <laughs> from Marquise Hollywood Brown. What is? What do you think? Either of these players excite you at all? Well, I think um, I think Robbie Anderson is going to have a to have a, a decent year, man. Like uh, I don't think he's. I think that just a. I think he's going to be a sneaky. That's a sneaky good player to grab up, man. Yeah. Um, he just signed a two-year extension too. Yeah, so I think that that's good. And then you get Hollywood Brown. I just I think they were using them kind of wrong, the Ravens. Um, so hopefully, you know, with all these bigger receivers there, then uh, he may get lost in the sauce in the slot and, and eat. So hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, I, these dudes are like what? I, I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell you, <laughs> we don't care. These dudes are like wide receiver threes. It's it's hard for me to get excited about these guys. I would be more excited about Robbie Anderson if they didn't get Terrace Marshall and then they got Terrace Marshall and then they put him on the field and he looks like good. So it's like so I mean, I would be more excited about Robbie if Terrace wasn't there, but I don't know, Terrace looked fucking real he looked real good. And if he's not gonna be on the field with DJ Moore and Robbie, I think like Terrace could be a big benefactor. We didn't talk about um, other rookie skill players at the top of the show, but if we were to mention some of the wide receivers, like there are a lot that I'm excited about. Like low key, this class wasn't as good as last year's, but I think they're going to be some pretty good wide receivers. Uh, another one that you have on your team, I'm, I'm excited about Rondell Moore, just because his usage. You know, they were giving Larry Fitzgerald five and a half targets a game. Those little bubble screens and slants, they, you give those to Rondell Moore. Like that dude's like he's going to produce points. You know. You know, you saw in that. Yeah, you saw in a preseason game. They gave him like two screens. He had an end around. Yeah, just give like, him some jet. Give him those jet sweeps and those bubble screens. All those short, like I don't want to call them inefficient targets, but like get the ball in your hands and like let the player create. I mean, those are way better served in the hands of like a player like Rondell Moore than Larry Fitzgerald. Anyway, anyway, back to the league. So those were the trades that just took place over the past month. The vibe in the league has been kind of low. I always say anytime I take a hiatus from doing a podcast, the league kind of slows down a little bit. But all in all, I think we have a really good mix of GMs in the league, and I feel comfortable in the spot that we're in right now. Um, I didn't talk about the introduction of the new GM, uh, Ant. So I added Anthony. I've known him for several years. He's actually a friend of Danny's as well. Isaiah knows him as well. Um, He took over for Mook. Nothing personal against Mook. I just didn't think he was a good league fit. He was rarely, like, ever active. And, like, you know, Chris, you've been in this league for 10 years now. That's, like, my biggest thing, like, activity, you know. I don't really care how good you are at fantasy if you're super active and engaging with the league. So it just was a better fit, in my opinion. Like, 
And is not super active in the chat, but he's super active in like Trey's DMs. Like he works with his team, and I know he'll be more active throughout the season. So we'll see how that acquisition works out. But everybody else that we added over the summer, man, I feel pretty good about the league and the direction it's going. I know you mentioned at the top of the show, but um, the league is definitely going to pick up like once the season actually starts. But hopefully, we don't have to wait to that point and we can get the guys engaged like sometime soon. What are your thoughts about what's been going on in the league? You have anything to add or say? Oh yeah, I just I can't wait to that first game and everybody's watching the game. And the chat is gonna go insane. Like yeah. if people hop in, have two hundred messages, miss messages from the chat. Like yeah, it's gonna go crazy. yeah. And I'm 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 giving like I'm giving everybody a lot of shit. Like I'm giving motherfuckers a hard time. But to be honest, like the league has still been like pretty pretty active, just not mm-hmm. like in comparison to what what it usually is. And I, I think another big thing, bro. Kurt's been busy. You know, me and Kurt like we're so heavy in the chat like every day. And now it's just kind of been like me, like over the past week and a half, two weeks. But Kurt's been real busy, so he's a big part of like the league engagement, like just giving people shit and like keeping everybody engaged. So um, yeah, you just, know what else is too? What there's uh, there hasn't been any CD Lamb highlights on Twitter. That's what it is. <laughs> no, 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 no CD sightings on Twitter. So yeah, CD. Just, they, they just chill, bro. Yes, yeah, CD got COVID and uh, CD got COVID and shut the league down. But it's um, <laughs> crazy. But yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully the league can pick back up soon. If anybody has any podcast suggestions or anything that y'all want to talk about, or anybody want to get in the show and you know add an exciting element to the league, like, let me know. I'm always looking for ways to to keep everybody engaged and make sure we're having fun. Um, housekeeping items for Ace of Space before we wrap up the show because we don't have much to talk about today. The league will be reset soon. I mentioned this at the beginning of the summer and at the end of last season. Since we remove IDPs from the league, I want to make sure that the historical scoring matches up to our current format since we have no idp some of those super high scoring games and those league record high scores that we put up last year those aren't going to be like feasible to beat so we're going to reset the league with the new format everybody please be aware and on the lookout for a new league invite uh i don't know exactly when i'm going to have like the two hours that i need to like manually reset the league and all that i was trying to wait until sleeper added the import league history so i could reset the league and add all of our records and shit from yahoo from like years and years ago um, so hopefully they can add that before next week. If they don't add it before next week, then I'll reset the league anyway, and then I'll go back and add the league history manually. Um, so everybody be on the lookout for that. Compensatory picks. I've explained this on previous podcasts. I've explained it in the chat, but I will explain it again. In the 2022 draft, we will have compensatory picks in the first and second round. For the sake of time today, I will only talk about the first round picks. Burke. This is for you. We will have five compensatory first round picks in the 2022 draft. Five. Those, those picks are owned by the following GMs. Ramon, Burke, Buck, Ant, and Tariq. Those will be the five compensatory picks. The placement of the compensatory picks aligns with reverse standings Post-season end. So out of those five GMs, whoever has the worst record gets the first pick. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised who that team is. Viz is going to pick first. He's going to have the number one overall compensatory pick. All the other dominoes will fall into place, and then we'll do reverse standings from the non-playoff teams. Meaning, how I predict it will go is Ramon will have the first overall pick in the draft, and he will also have the sixth overall pick in the draft. Does that make sense, Chris? 
Because yeah. we go yeah. his compensatory pick, which should land at number one because he should have by far the worst record, and his traditional number one overall pick should fall at the 106. So V should have 101, 106. You guys should pick ahead of him at two, three, four, and five. All right. If anybody has any questions about the compensatory picks, let me know. We also have some com- compensatory picks that were owned by Mook in the second and third round. I believe it is pick 14 and pick 25. Don't quote me on that, but it, it's something like that. It's like the first pick in the second round and the first pick in the third round. But I'll have to check my one note and get that ironed out. But five compensatory picks in the first round owned by all of the new orphan GMs. The reason that we do these compensatory picks is to give the orphan GMs an opportunity to construct a better team, seeing as they did not have the opportunity to build their team from the ground up. So the rule about having a positive record and losing the compensatory pick doesn't apply to these guys because they didn't have an opportunity to build these teams. And quite frankly, the GMs that they took these teams over from were not very good. So these dudes deserve these compensatory picks. I know I get a lot of questions via text about these picks about, you know, if so-and-so finishes with this record, this record, will they lose the no? These these five guys are locked into a compensatory pick. The only one that doesn't get a comp pick is Isaiah, and that's because Isaiah's team was so fucking loaded. It just doesn't make any sense. He has a top three team. So if anybody has any questions about compensatory picks for 2022, let me know. As it stands, we don't have any compensatory picks lined up for the 2023 or 2024 draft. So if you're looking to acquire draft capital and you want it to be earlier, you should be targeting those drafts. But I will say, with Ant taking over Mook's team, formerly known as as KB's team, there will potentially be at least one compensatory pick in 2023 as well. Um, Just because KB is... <laughs> he he traded all his his fucking picks to Rio for fucking AJ Green, and he got. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. So we're still patching up KB's team, but I I appreciate everybody who's been in the league for you know five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years in, in your case, in Justin's case, and things like that for being patient. Twenty twenty two is going to be a rough year for earned picks. I understand that. I know people have, like, feedback about that, but, like, it it is what it is. Everybody had the opportunity to build their teams and accumulate draft capital and, and accumulate assets and good players. If you didn't do that before 2022 when you're dependent on this draft to get a high pick, I apologize. Work on 2024, 2025. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Chris, did you have any comments about the comp picks before we move on? Uh, no, nah, man. You did a good job explaining it. All right, cool. Last bit of news, Fab resets for the regular season on September 5th. That is the Sunday before week one, or technically it is week one. It'll reset on Sunday. It'll be $100 for regular season Fab. I don't think it's too big of a deal. Like Most of you motherfuckers end up with 70% of y'all Fab at the end of the season. <laughs> I have no idea why. Chris, you laugh. I'm talking to you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you be ending up with 70% of your, your fab at the end of the year. But um, fab will reset on September 5th. It'll be $100. Bucks, um, and it won't reset again until after the championship. And that'll be the offseason fab. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Don't forget that we have, you know, GM of the year. We got orphan GM of the year. Like, we got, you know, contests and shit that motherfuckers should be working towards. I think 
GM of the year is a hundred bucks cash, and then orphan of the year. I think I think it's another hundred bucks. I don't remember what I said. I'll pin the details of those in the chat. They're already pinned in the chat, but I'll have to go back and look. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Chris, what you got, man? No, I'm just hey, I'm happy we have to have football soon, man. So let's turn up. Rio, give me all your first. <laughs> yeah, hey, no bullshit. Hey, hey, wait, motherfuckers, hey, what are these niggas doing, man? I sent some trades. I want motherfuckers ain't uh, accept my trade. Justin don't like you, bro. <laughs> yeah, he he finna get kicked out the league. <laughs> That's your time up, bro. <laughs> hey, what Rio be telling people? Your time almost stuck. <laughs> hey, Rio. Real funny as hell. All right, bro. That's the show. Hey, as always, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just wanted to get on the mic and give you guys some content before the regularly scheduled program starts when the season starts in a couple weeks. As always, please, please, please keep us engaged and let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast for upcoming episodes. I'm rambling, man. Drop the outro. Holla at you boys later. Chris, thanks for joining the show. And remember... It's up there And it's still Stuck there Peace